This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hey, welcome to Sip, Survive, and Repeat. It's a podcast where we talk about survival stories while we drink wine. And that's Jenny Day. That's Danelle Cherry. And that's Kenny. Say hi, Kenny. Hey. You're supposed to say hi, Kenny. That's the joke. Get it? <laughs> that's a dad joke for sure. That is a dad joke. Whoops. Um, okay. It's been an eventful weekend that just ended for me. For Jenny, not for the rest of us. <laughs> Mine was super boring. I appreciate the part where you slept in on Sunday. I, I was did. very jealous. Uh, okay. So I don't know if any of you actually care, but I had my 20th high school reunion. Um, I weighed exactly the same as I did, uh, when we started the weight loss challenge. So I, I was at the starting weight, which means I lost zero pounds and zero ounces, but you (laughs) maintained your weight. I did. There were ups, there were ups, I guess, downs from the ups. There were ups, there were downs, there were flats. And then I ended up flat. How much do we owe Kenny? 50 bucks each. each. (laughs) Guess what, Kenny? You're rich. Payday. Um, I'll memo you later. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I had my reunion, uh, went to dinner at Forage with my mm. fr- some of my friends that I already know and hang out with all the time, so that wasn't very high school reunion-y, um, except for one, Sarah, shout out to Sarah, who came up from Columbus, so uh, I got to see her and I hadn't seen her in a long time, and uh, got two bottles of wine, not for myself, you guys. Pre-gaming. That, it was too much pre-gaming. <laughs> It was too much, but it was between, it was split between four people, but really the first bottle was split between four people. And then the second bottle was really split between like two and a half people. Okay. It's a hard, (laughs) that's a hard pregame. It was a hard pregame. I got aggressive. Yeah. I was a little nervous. So then we went to the, the reunion and it was lovely. And I said hi to a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a long time other than on social media. Uh, and I continued to drink the red wine. How can you not? and still nervous I was still nervous so the highlight of the evening I think well there's a couple highlights (laughs) highlight number one I won a mug that said the best things happened in 1999 and I may have done a little dance up to the stage to collect my mug and it was amazing did you do like a real your real dancing no I did like a a dumb you all wouldn't know this but Jenny's a really good dancer like she's a hip-hop dancer queen so I can just picture you. you like getting it on yeah, yeah no yeah. uh second highlight uh i'm not i hope he doesn't listen but my high school crush colin hazen uh was there and he he's fully aware that i like loved him all through high school um so if he does listen i guess like no surprise there <laughs> sorry colin <laughs> sorry colin i loved you <laughs> um past tons saw him at the bar as I was getting a second glass of wine still finishing another glass of wine so I turned around and he was right there and I was double fisting red wine and he said oh oh look at you like making comment about my red wine double fisting and I cheersed myself clink and said I'm having a great time and then I gave him a big hug <laughs> with the double glasses in your hands yeah it's like an after I just hug after little... I just cheersed myself yeah with my own two glasses of wine well, I mean, that's, that's embrace nice. it. That's nice. And uh, then the night gets a bit foggy. And then um, I st- I ended the night in the bathroom uh, getting sick on the, the porcelain throne at the club, at the place where the reunion was happening. So I'm not sure who got to hear that or see that. 
But congratulations. So it ended well. It ended with me getting very, very violently But you ill. weren't alone. Your friend was no, with my, you. My friend was there puking the stall next to me. So we had a great time. I think we should post a picture. Maybe you don't want to. It's the cutest <laughs> I'll have picture. To get, I'll have to get her permission yeah. first. It's their feet under the stall because they're each under a stall. <laughs> like kneeling in front of a toilet. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, our assistant at work, Devin, said that her sister showed her that picture, and she thought me and Michelle were giving blowjobs to people in the bathroom. <gasps> oh, stalls. my God, no. <laughs> it's like, whoa. You're like, no. I need to take that in a weird direction. Yeah. It was a great <laughs> night. So that happened. And then Sunday, you and then got Sunday to I see had Timmy. To, I got to see Timmy the Pony, uh, and we had my stepdaughter's 10th birthday party, which was a real doozy of a party and I was hung over and felt like you were like probably shit. still drunk the whole time all I did was drink water and eat lots of food yeah because I needed to try and soak some up can you do the hair of the dog where you drink the next day I can't do that mm, like if, I guess if you get that drunk I can't drink I the couldn't next have, day I couldn't have drank wine no maybe I could have had like a bloody mary or something yeah in the morning but okay. I white didn't claw. hydrate and hair of the dog true oh, I did have some white claws and I did consider it but I was like Ugh, no I just all I want like, is water I, can't. I just I drank I tried to drink a glass of wine on Monday after the reunion mm-hmm. and after the party couldn't still do it. couldn't do it <laughs> today's the first oh no last night I had two glasses of wine you're like oh shoot well oh, that's shoot, still... last night I was drinking so you needed a couple days I needed good a couple. job yeah I'm just glad I can still drink wine like you know when you were younger and you drink yourself silly on something and then you couldn't drink it that for like doesn't years. happen with alcohol Except for Jaeger. I once got so sick off of Jaeger. I'll, I mean, it's gross anyway, but like yeah. I can't do shots of Jaeger. I can't do shots anyway, but I cannot I can do, do shots, shots of Jaeger. tequila. That's Ugh. my fave. Tequila is about all I can do. Yeah. Jack Kenny, Daniels is my... Me and ugh. Kenny have done shots of tequila together. I know. I can... Yes. Yeah. Anywho. At La Cheetah's. Possibly. <laughs> no, it wasn't no. at La Cheetah's. It was at a party. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's my news. And then... Um, Kenny, can you tell us about... We're at Kim's oh, house. Can you tell us what news. Kim's getting recognized for? Oh, well, So wait, tomorrow. Kim is Kenny's girlfriend. Yes. yes. How long have you been dating? Two and a half years. They met Damn. in college. Yeah. That's a long time. You are only 24 years old. I know. Okay. Young love. Let's hear it. So she's getting uh, Math Teacher of the Year tomorrow for Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Yes. And Amazing. it's her birthday. So <gasps> it's like a big day for her. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Let's talk about what nice things you're going to do for her for this award. Well, I was going to make her breakfast in the morning. Nice. And then, okay. I don't know, have a little gift or something there. Okay, so Good. your head's in the right. Not yeah. that I didn't think it would be, but. And then she has to like go to the award stuff early, and then we have uh, reservations at a sushi place later. Oh, nice. Kenny, look at you. Okay. Oh. So romantical. So yeah. romantic. I, I just like to out. check in with a rom- romance to make sure he's. Well, he's you know. he's young. We want to make sure he's doing it, the right though. thing. Every time yeah. I ask him that question, he's got a good answer. Yeah. So. He knows job. what's up. I try my best. Go, Kim. Woo! Sorry, that was probably really loud. <laughs> her kids must love her. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. And I lo- I was really into math as a, as a youngin, so I'm excited for her. Okay. Um, okay. Let's talk about this wine, and then let's talk about survival okay. stories, because I've blabbed on for a long time. So you got this wine. You talk about it. It's called Alamos. It's a Malbec um, 2018, and it's from the local gas station. Gas station wine. But it did have like you know the wine point system mm-hmm. it had 91 wine points great and it was like 12 dollars. okay and it's not bad it's not bad it's not my favorite but it's not bad it's not my favorite either it comes from some mountain vineyard it, it's one of my favorites i'll be honest <gasps> really i kind of like this oh man it's nice and smooth it is dry. pretty smooth for a gas station wine yeah <laughs> it's 
so funny when I was picking this out, I looked at a lot of the wines and I'm like, oh my God, we've had most of these here. Yeah, because I buy wines from Jenny, CVS and you buy wines from Costco. Well, there was a Walgreens across the street and I was like, should I? I have to get gas. No, we're going, I'm going to BP. Um, so it's from Argentina. It's not bad. Isn't all Malbec from Argentina? Have we talked about this? I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. I'll, I'll let you guys that know sounds a little about, bit. That I sounds like about Spain right. Spain has some... Thank you. I feel like Spain has some Malbecs too, but mm, I could maybe okay. I could totally be making that up. Um, okay, Kenny, who's going first today? I want to let you guys decide because both stories are have good potential. So oh. we'll oh, see. Shit. Okay. Well, I know Danelle usually likes to go first, like to go, so can you I go first. Yeah, you can okay. go first. I like to get it out of the way so I can like relax and listen to Jenny's story. Uh, I like to drink some wine Malbec so I feel relaxed. Can come from like anywhere pretty much, shit. but notable regions. Argentina is listed first. Then California, Chile, France, hmm. Mendoza. Spain's not hmm. mentioned. Oh, wait. The origin, France. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to jump right in. My survival story is of Michelle Murphy. Mm-hmm. And this is how she brought down the man known as the Hollywood Ripper. Ooh, I have goosebumps. Have you heard of this one? No, I'm, I'm very excited so about it. So full... <laughs> Full disclosure, I listen to Court Junkie. It's a podcast. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite podcasts. You've told me about that before. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I like facts and I like, like her voice is so good and she's such good research. Pause. My friend who listens to the podcast Mm. was Mm. very upset that Danelle wasn't an African-American woman. I've been, I have been, <laughs> I have been told that many times with um, my voice and my name. Your voice? Not necessarily my voice. That's the first time I've heard about my no, name. No, she said your voice is the best voice she's ever heard and that she thought you were African-American. She also pulled up a picture of what she thought Kenny looked like, also believed him to be African-American. That would be such a... Really? Yeah. Kenny? Really? Yeah. Okay, Kenny so. Steinbauer. You guys, let okay. us know what you think we look like if you haven't seen our pictures. It would, that would be so funny to hear. <laughs> People, I remember when I was working and had to go on like group phone calls mm-hmm. with like all the national stations we work with. Uh, a lot of people thought I had like dark hair and was maybe Hispanic. Oh, maybe because you're ener- you're just so high energetic, and I don't know. I that don't doesn't know. mean like I don't know. I don't know. So I was just like, okay, you're nope. like no, the palest redheaded person. You're and ever I'm the saying. palest. I'm not really sure what my hair color is. It's blonde, blonde right now, but I don't know the real <laughs> hair color. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but mm, I love it. Okay, go okay. ahead. So, um, back in April 2008, mm-hmm. we'll start with Michelle's story first. Um, she uh, is 24 years old, mm-hmm. and she's living in her Santa Monica apartment in California. And she just arrived home from work. She does laundry. She takes a shower. She does the dishes. You know, whatever you normally watches TV, and then she heads up to bed around 10:30 and goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. The next thing she knows. Do I need to speak up? Okay. The next thing she knows is that she woke up with a man, like straddling her in bed. No, no, no yeah, no. yeah. Uh huh. So as she like is coming awake and real and realizing this guy is straddling her, she feels sharp pains in her. Um, it would be her right arm, and she's she then realizes that he's stabbing her. Oh no! And Stop. um, over and over again. No. So she later testifies that she screamed at him as he was stabbing her. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? But he said nothing. Oh, he just had a hoodie on, dark clothes, and just was fucking stabbing her. That is creepy. Um, she couldn't tell what kind of knife, but she thought it was a serrated knife. And here's how she knew. 
So as he was stabbing her, mm-hmm. she grabbed the knife with her bare hands to stop of him course, and was huh? pushing back. And he was still like stabbing her um, during this time and he wouldn't stop. And then she, mind you, she's five foot, she's five feet tall. She's tiny. She's a petite flower. She's a petite little sweet baby. I'm holding onto a chair for dear life right now. And um, so while she was holding onto the knife, trying to stop him, uh-huh. um, she then brought her both of her knees up to her chest and then knocked him off of her. Yes. And all of this. And he falls to the ground. Good And girl. he cuts himself. Good. Okay. Goodbye. So as this happens, he gets up and he's so confused and he just, he says, I'm sorry and runs out and just leaves. You can't just break in and stab someone and say don't sorry tell me you're leave. sorry. No, fuck no. you. No. Fuck you. Sorry. No. Sorry, Mrs. Steinbauer. Wait, how did she know it was serrated though? That's just what she... Oh, when she, she was holding the still knife. Still to this day, she doesn't know, but she said just the way it was like jaggedy and stuff, the way she was holding it, she just envisioned Serrated it. knives gross me out so much. I mean, yes. not when I'm cutting bread. When I'm cutting bread, it's like They're a perfect They're heaven, knife. yes. Right. They're not heaven when, when you're getting cutting stabbed. you. No. I feel like that um, would hurt more. Yeah. It would like do some ripping. It would do, yes. Um, so he ran out leaving a trail of blood, uh-huh. and it's this trail of blood and her courage that helped stop him and yes. also tie him to previous murders oh my god yeah so after he runs out she does which i think is really important and maybe i wouldn't do because i wouldn't think i probably wouldn't be thinking clearly is she runs to the front door and locks the fucking door good lock your doors and then she calls 911 yeah and um it turns out and then she called her boyfriend after that to come to the house who is now her husband to this day this happened in 2008 so the police later had learned that he had entered her apartment by cutting the screen in an open window in her living room did she live on the first floor i guess so i don't know i'm yeah i always worry even on second floor stuff i'm like they they make ladders yeah and if your house is not lit well i mean that's why you need those door stoppers you need to have your little window stopper on Oh, but the breeze isn't as good. I mean, I no, get it. I get it. I get it. But I get it. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So, um, police noticed that the blood trail was leading from her front door along a walkway towards the back alley, which led to Michael Gargantu's. No, Gargantuan. Nope, that's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close, and I'm not messing this up. Did I tell you about uh, how, what last week's name should have been? How she was so worried she was mispronouncing it? This is hilarious. So she's like, Alfred Packer. And I was like, how did you mispronounce that? It's she actually thought, Alfred Packer. Yes, not Alfred. Like Alfredo. I figured that out when you put it up yeah, and it said I, Alfred. I didn't even notice until I put it up. And I was like, oh, she was saying it wrong. Yeah. and The I, entire yeah. time. It's fine. You're good. It's fine. No one knows. No, oh, now they I do. I mean, now they do. Yeah. I don't care. Okay, so Michael, <laughs> my, my pronunciation in my notes doesn't even make sense. So okay. we're just going to call Michael Gargulio. That's not how you say his name. It's G something. How about you call him uh, Gigolo? Michael G. Michael G. Michael Gigolo. Michael Gigolo. <laughs> just because I think it's so funny it led and dumb. to his. It led to Michael Gigolo's apartment. Yes, <laughs> which was just a hundred feet away. Creepy. Ew. Um, it was her bravery that helped later connect Michael to three other murders, like I had said, and one even dating back to the '90s in Chicago. Shit. So this is that was Michelle's story. Um, they used this blood that she was able to cut him and and whatever to to solve three other murders. So here's the first one. Number one, 18-year-old uh, Trisha Picado. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Trisha. Sorry, Trisha's family. Um, and this happened in 1993. 
Um, she was such a great student. She just graduated high school. It was her summer going into college. She had a full engineering scholarship to Purdue. Oh my God. So she that's... was a smart cookie. Okay. And engineering at Purdue is like no joke. Yeah. That's like what they're known for, I think. And she was gorgeous. Unless I'm and wrong. In which she... case, tell me. Uh-huh. I think, and I think any engineering scholarship well, is... yes, but I think Purdue's Purdue known is, for it. Yeah. Purdue's... I dated an engineering student, John Fearnow from Purdue. We've heard, I feel like that name is We've just talked so about cool. It before. But... <laughs> Um, so she had a full scholarship to Purdue and, um, it was an August night. So they were all heading to school probably in like a week or so. She was hanging out with all her girlfriends and they went to TGI Fridays Fuck yeah, they did. in 1993. That's where we used to go for homecoming dinner. Uh huh. Cause it was like that fancy place. I always wanted a boy to take me on a date to the Olive Garden. Cause I thought it was, or Red Lobster. <laughs> cause I thought it was so fancy. That's oh so God. cute. Uh, I have to tell you that. Dreams do come true. I, when I was in my twenties, <laughs> a, a guy did take me on a date, but it was to TGI Fridays, and and it, you were like, "This is," stupid. and I was like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" But he was he was really good at making out. Well, that's all that matters when you're in co- you know when you're in college. I, I wasn't also in college. Went on a date. I was like twenty seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got the chicken tenders. Oh, great! Mm. I also once was taken on a date to Applebee's. Crapplebee's? Yeah. Okay. It didn't last. <laughs> Shocking. I didn't go on another date after that. Although they do have some good apps. I mean, sure. Look, Kenny's just like, stop it. No. Okay. Their go margaritas ahead. sometimes are okay. Okay, go. So she dropped a few of her friends off mm-hmm. and made her way back to her house and walked up to go in like the side door or whatever. And she had her key in her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden someone steps out of the darkness and starts just stabbing the shit out of her for no reason. <sighs> Isn't this pretty rare? Like that there's that there's a random killer. Yeah, and it's also rare that it's not like a lover or like a spouse. Right. It's usually like someone stabbing you know. so personal. Well, Uh-oh. you'll find out soon. Oh shit! Um, so he stabbed her more than twelve times, left her there to die and bleed out, and it was on her left side. Oh, God. Um, which I could be wrong. It could be right, but everything I read said left side, but it doesn't make sense because he was left-handed. So whatever. right, okay. What, he stabbed her great. in like the chest area. I mean, not always. great, awful. Right. But yes. So her her dad found her the next day. She was laying on the steps, entering into the house, no. like she'd almost made it in and just didn't, which I thought was just awful. Um, and this was 1993, so she didn't have a celly. No, she could have called 911 from her purse, but I know didn't exist then. You guys, you're lucky with your cell phone. Yeah. Yep. Um. So they did recover some DNA under her fingernails, but oh, they were good. but they were never able to match it 100. percent So they had suspected that the neighbor boy, um, Michael Gigolo, who was her neighbor, oh really, lived in Chicago at the time, mm-hmm. um, around the same age as her, had driven her to like school sometimes. He was like a family, you know. It was like all the neighborhoods hung out, neighborhood kids hung out together. Yeah. Um. So they did DNA tests on. Um, the kids in the neighborhood, like anyone that she came into contact with and his DNA had a slight match hmm. to what was found on her fingernails, but it never was a hundred percent. They, they couldn't take it to court. Like so they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough. They couldn't try him. So he quickly moved to LA after this. Oh, so he like shit. packed his stuff up cause he was done with high school too and moved to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, where he wanted to become an actor where he probably wanted to, actually, he became an air conditioning repairman, but okay. Wow. He owned his own business. Wow. Turns out. Right. Um, sure. To move to LA. Um, 
it is hot there. It is hot there. Yeah, it is. Uh, so before Hotter he, now than before. But before okay. he skipped town, they did collect additional DNA from him, and they did put it in the national database. As they should. As they should. So. Good for you, police. Fast forward, you know, that was what, 2000 or 1993. Now we're at 2001. Okay. okay. Math. Math. Many years later. Great. <laughs> so. Kenny, how many years? Eight. Thank you. Eight years later. So Ashley Ellerin, this is victim number two. She's 22 years old, and she was found dead in um, 2001 in her Hollywood Hills home. She was a really um, popular. She was really popular within like the young actor scene, meaning like Ashton Kutcher was like they were like hot with each other and stuff. Oh, like she was kind of semi dating him. Oh, okay. She was. This was, is pre Demi Moore. Very pre. This is like when he was still in that '70s show. Oh shit! Okay. So she was in fashion school. She was maybe a possibly up and coming designer, very popular. Um, in fact, the night of her death, Ashton Kutcher went to pick her up at her house. Did he find to take her? her on a date? And um, he was going to take her to a post Grammy awards party. Oh shit! And he was running late, uh-huh. and so he was like 20 minutes late so when he walked up to the house he knocked on the door and no one answered but all her lights were on and he was like that's weird rang the doorbell and then called no one answered and then he did look in one of the windows he was like but I didn't want to be a creep and I thought she was mad at me because I was 20 minutes late and I didn't let her know and he looked in one of the windows and saw like a red staining all over the carpet but he thought it was wine he didn't I mean he didn't know so he left Ashton right he just peaced out rude as a young dickhead guy would do um, Kenny, don't do that. If you right. see red stains, assume it's blood. Yeah, assume always. Okay. Um, her body was discovered the next day by a friend. In the house? In the house. And she was stabbed more than 47 times. Jesus Christ. Yes, in the hallway of her bathroom. Why so many times? Because this guy's a fucking psychopath. Okay. That's why. Okay. So victim number three is 32-year-old Maria Bruno. And she was found stabbed to death again the same side in um, a small town in California in 2005. She was stabbed over 20 times. And this part's really gruesome. So if you guys don't like gruesome stuff, just fast forward. But her breasts have been cut off. No. And um, I guess she had breast implants and one of her breast implants were removed and put in her mouth. Like they did like displayed her out and then like put her breast in her mouth. Listen. Yeah. Don't be a dickwad. That's the... Mm. yeah Mm-mm. so those have um, serial numbers though if they couldn't identify her but they could so they could yeah but they do have serial numbers I'm just yes. saying they do um when police you know did find her they did find a blue surgical booty um that was left outside of her doorstep mm. and um also michael gigolo was also a plumber or no sorry HVAC guy. Yeah. HVAC. So they wear those when they go in people's houses, yes. to like fix the air conditioning stuff. So he had the same booties in his car or in his work van. Mm-hmm. Um, he also lived in the surrounding area. And um, same with Ashley, the previous victim. He lived like two story or two houses down or something. So all the victims, he lived in a close vicinity and he would, it describes in, in um, Court Junkie, if you listen to it, um, he would stalk them for months and he treated them like prey. Like he'd watch their schedules. He would like know when they were home, who lived with them. He even like Ashley, um, Ashton Kutcher's fling or whatever. He would come unannounced to her house. He offered to fix her furnace for her. He somehow made a key to her house to get in 
and her and her roommate were like watching TV one night and he just like busted in and they're like, what the hell? Like, so he like would make himself known to these ladies and like make them a little more comfortable around him just so he could get to know their like behaviors and stuff. Hmm. Um, so these were three unsolved murders that because of um, Michelle Murray's uh, bravery, they were quickly solved. So um, once they found the blood spatter, leaving Michelle Murray's house who survived. Um, they then crossed that in the uh, national database for DNA and Michael Gigolo Pigolo came up mm-hmm. and they knew they were like, Oh my gosh, this guy, like the, this, he's already in our database. So they started looking into him and all of the murders were very similar. The stabbings where they were stabbed and also where he lived in location to each of them. Mm-hmm. So this past August, 2019, um, he's now, Michael Gigolo is now 43 mm-hmm. and he was convicted of stabbing Ashley Ellerin, Maria Bruno to death. And he was also convicted of attempting to murder Michelle Murray. Um, he will then, after he's sentenced fully, he will then be extradited to Illinois to be tried for Trisha's death 26 years earlier. It was like 26 years and two days, like almost oh. to the day earlier. Um, so that's where he's at in his court process. The court process is actually over right now. On October 18th, the jury recommended the death penalty after several hours of deliberation. What do we say about that, Danelle? Zap them and zap them. No, strap them and zap them. Strap them and zap them. And then zap them. But here's, I read something with California. Are they not trying to overturn their death penalty law? Well, if he gets convicted in Illinois... In Illinois, yeah, but if he, the other two murders were in California, and I think California, the state, is trying to overturn, like, where you can't do the death penalty. But as he, of now, okay. but as of in now, California, it, he's did. convicted to the death penalty. Yes. Okay. Ooh, I don't know sorry, if like, Mr. Gigolo. that gets grandfathered in or what. Mm. Apparently, too, he told authorities that he might have killed 10 women. Oh, I did Jesus. read that, but I yes. didn't put that in here because there was not a lot of, yeah. Yeah, that's, there's not much, but He's very braggy, so he bragged to some of his friends like in the um, court junkie if you listen to it he was in a car with two of his buddies back like let's say early 2000s and they're like cruising and um, he was saying have you guys ever killed a bitch and they were like no and he's like I stab I almost cut one's head off once and he would like brag about it and everyone just thought he was just talking like I'm sorry talking a big game but if one of my mm-hmm. friends or one of my husband's friends ever said have you ever killed a bitch I'd be like mm-hmm. you are not hanging out with that person anymore mm-hmm. so he was very braggy he also studied forensics meaning like he watched forensic files and stuff like that so he was convinced that's, he was that's never how I get study caught. forensics too right <laughs> like he was never get, one of his favorite shows was um America's Most Wanted so he said he would learn like what not what to not do. to do but he still did dumb shit but like he get still cut did. by a five-foot tall woman mm-hmm. who probably almost kicked his ass so yeah. valid adrenaline um, is a funny thing so it is so he will be soon awaiting trial he also is the longest standing um person to go to trial in cook county which is la county so he just kept like firing lawyers pushing it back i mean it took him 11 years to go to court but he was in jail that whole time he was but he just kept postponing it because he probably knew they were gonna give him the death penalty but he kept trying to do all the tricks oh. in the book. Like he was a crazy. If, if they get rid of it in California, I think it can be commuted to life is what usually happens. Yeah. But if he gets convicted in Illinois and they have the death penalty, mm-hmm. I think he can still be put to death in Illinois. Good. I think. Especially if, if wrong, he doesn't want me. the death penalty, mm-hmm. then let's just, I want him so bad to get it. 
Well, do it. So um, let's see. Da, 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 da. He'll be going to Illinois soon to be tried, um, but he has not been tried yet. Mm. Um, unless Kenny find otherwise, but from what I could find, he has not. So back to our survivor, Michelle Murray. She was so traumatized by her um, experience that she never returned to that apartment. I don't blame her. Nope. Um, she instead moved to a new place, and mm. she had her friends and family pack up her stuff for her, so she never had to return. And um, after leaving the hospital, after the attack, she needed surgery on her right hand, then physical therapy, and she also sought counseling to help her through the the trauma, which is great. Um, She told the court, because she did testify and faced him in court. Damn. And she said that she's much more careful in her life today, saying she's much more aware of the people around her and her surroundings, and I make sure everything is always locked. People lock your doors. Please. She returned home um, from work to a... that's just a misprint on my part oh this is what I'm going to say so she would often this is what I'm going to leave you with because you need to be aware of your surroundings she would always work out in her the alley and the alley connected her apartment to the apartment across the street Mm. so she would do like jump rope and like jumping jet whatever she'd do like a workout routine and he would I guess sit in his window and just watch her for hours like while she worked out and stuff. So, mm. and she even said like, if I was more aware, not that it's her fault, but she was like, now I'm more aware of like what's going on around me. Maybe I would have noticed this like creepy guy looking out his window, watching me. She's like, just pay attention to what's going on around you and lock your shit up. That's right. So that's the story of Michelle Murray. Yeah, she's Michelle. she's just adorable and so strong. And I really liked covering the story. Oh, good. But check out Court Junkie. It's episode 89. It just came out. Okay. It's really good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I love it. Ahoy! Are you looking for something naughty to spice up your wardrobe? That's N-A-U-T-I as in nautical. Check out the fantastic apparel at the Savvy Anchor. They have everything you need for that pirate or mermaid in your life. Everything but the water, of course. The Savvy Anchor specializes in nautical apparel for men and women. Their super soft garments will soon become your favorite thing to wear. Be prepared for compliments. Load up on booty today. (laughs) Sorry, that made me giggle. Savvy Anchor is offering 30% discount uh, to SIP Survive repeat listeners. You heard that right. 30%. Visit SavvyAnchor.com to get your SIP Survive discount by using offer code SIPSURVIVE. Save 30% off regular priced items. Discount does not apply. Don't even try it to sale or clearance items. Shipping is always free for orders over $50. Again, save 30% with code SIPSURVIVE at Savvy Anchor, S-A-V-V-Y, Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.com. Listen, spelling anchor is harder than it looks. Start living the naughty life with Savvy Anchor Apparel. What are you waiting for? Ahoy, matey. (laughs) I had to. Okay, are you ready for this? Tell me something good. Tell me something good. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I have to look up. I Again, I chose a story that I watched a documentary and then tried to look up info. And guess what? There wasn't any. Yeah. Like we said, like sometimes with survivors, there's not a lot of backstory or lots right. of enough info to do like a full exactly. story on it, so to speak. But you're really good at telling off the cuff. I don't think I could. Um, I like to have all my stuff written down. Well, now I can't find her married name. But, well, so we'll, go I mean, her, we'll go with her maiden We name. went with Michael Gigolo, so you're fine. Okay. <laughs> it's. Uh... I'm, I'm not judging you. Okay. Huh. 
I am doing the story, the survival story of Linda Forney. Okay. Oh, someone's beeping about it. Hey. Uh, okay, this happened in 1975. Mm, mm, take okay. it on back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, a nurse in training, and I think she was in Pennsylvania. Okay. Hold on. So 1975 and nurse in training. So she was in college, I'm assuming. She was out of college. Uh, She was like, I think she was in a hospital because she said she was working. So I think like nurse, I don't know what nurse in training means, Mm -hmm. but if you're a nurse, let me know. Um, So she had three weeks off of work. I'm like, what? Who? What hospital do you work at? Can I work there? How can I get that? What are we doing? Let me get on that. That sounds amazing. Uh Uh-oh, here she comes. We're going to say congrats. Mm-hmm. Okay, get ready. Yeah, there she is, teacher of the year. Teacher of the year for math. Congratulations, Kim. Kenny, you can <laughs> cut that out if you want. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, she had three weeks off, which is nutsorama. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she decided she was going to take a road trip across the United States of America. Good for her. All by herself. Oh. But with her dog, Coco Gin. Coco Gin? Yeah. (laughs) Not just any Coco. Coco Coco (laughs) Gin. So Coco Gin and her uh, go in her car. They're driving across the country. They stop at all sorts of places. Um, And the final destination that she wanted to stop at was the Grand Canyon because she had never been before. Okay. So she gets there and she stops at like a little store and she is... Um, oh, I should, I should say like during the trip, she wasn't staying in hotels and stuff. She was like roughing it. Oh, so she's driving across. No, she's driving across the country and she has a little tent. No. So she would like pull off to a campsite wherever she was and she would pop the tent up and her and Coco Jin, uh, would sleep in this tent. I mean, that's adorable. And I, I applaud her. I mean, it was 1975. You know how people did back then. I know. Those crazy, those crazy kids. Those crazy kids in the 70s. Those crazy hippies. Gosh. Um, so she literally was sleeping in campgrounds all over the United States. Okay. So she gets to the Grand Canyon. She's super excited. And she goes to a gift store to buy some postcards because she wanted to send to her family that, you know, the trip's almost done. She's doing really well. And she can't wait to see everyone. So she gets the postcards and she writes them out right there and then um, mails them. One of the postcards had a really big waterfall that is apparently in the canyon. Okay. And she really was like, that's what I want to go see when I hike in the canyon is I want to see these waterfalls. So she asks, um, I think it was the guy at the store or like a park ranger she found or something like, where hey, can I go? Where, where yeah. is this? Where, like, where's the oh, no. trailhead for this? Okay. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go up here and then you just take the path down and it'll be. I love when they act like it's like a five minute walk. Ain't no thing. Hold on. I'm trying to see. And it's like one time when Todd and I went on our, um, uh, I think it was our honeymoon. We went to, no, no, no. We were going to Seattle or Mm -hmm. whatever. And we stopped at the Columbia River beforehand. And there was this like awesome, same, almost same situation. I saw like a picture of a waterfall. And I'm like, I want to go scope this out. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the guide was like, oh yeah, you just, it's like a mile up that way and make a left and blah, blah, blah. And we were walking and it was like, we got lost. And it was nowhere to be, we never saw the freaking waterfall. We just turned around and came back. So mm-hmm. I love when they're like, yeah, it's like a mile, just a mile right there. Just follow yeah. that path. Yeah. Follow that path. No. Um, well, uh, so she parks at the trailhead and her and Coco get out of the car and they start walking down the path. 
And she has on her pack, which has like her food, water, and the little mini tent that she has. Mm-hmm. And um, the path was harder than she thought it was going to be based on the way he, this guy described it. Okay. Um, and he had told her that the waterfall was right near an Indian reservation. So um, she gets to a point and she sees like a a sign because there were like wood like old wooden signs that would tell you which way to go mm-hmm. but it was all like worn so she couldn't see it's like which right way. out of a scary movie okay. so she's at this like fork in the path mm-hmm. and it's you go left or you go right mm. and she picked right okay that was the wrong choice. Oh boy. <laughs> so she keeps walking and it keeps getting later and later. And, um, because by the time she started this hike, it was already like one or one thirty PM. Okay. So now it's like getting into evening and she's kind of getting worried cause it's, she's going to start getting dark soon. Yeah. She, she sees like no sign of life. So she's a little freaked out. Uh-huh. Um, so, she gets to another fork and she's like, okay, I got to see where this goes. Um, but my pack is too heavy. So I'm going to leave it here and go down this path Mm-mm. without my food, my water and my tent. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what she was going to do. Cause it weighed 20 pounds, which in all honesty, I get it. 20 pound backpack. Awful. I get it. I just, I also wouldn't be hiking in the Grand right. Canyon alone because right. I don't like hiking or physical activity. I just don't want to do it alone. That too. Yeah. Even if she was with someone, I don't think it would have helped though. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, so she and Coco leave the pack, go down this other path, and they keep going for a really long time. And then suddenly it gets very dark because she said it gets really dark quickly in the Grand Canyon because there's so many rocks mm-hmm. and like shadows. And yeah, yeah, she said it just like was like, boom, it's night. Okay. So and if you've never been, you would never know. Like, how yeah. would you know that? So she, at this point, doesn't have her pack, doesn't have food, doesn't have water, doesn't have a tent, doesn't have anything for her or her dog. And so she has to sleep in the open in the Grand Canyon Mm-mm. by herself, well, with Coco, the dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she does that for the first night, and she's very optimistic at this point, like, okay, this is fine. I'm going to find my pack in the morning, right. and we're going to just backtrack MBD, the way we came. Yeah. Well, the next day she wakes up and she starts to backtrack, or at least what she thinks is backtracking. Well, she can't find her pack. She can't even find her way back to where she was at all. So she's literally just wandering around the Grand Canyon. She said it was like all these little crevices and all these like little mini canyons within the canyon, and she would just get lost. And her and her dog were just like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. This is day two. So she... They literally wander around all day, can't find the pack, can't find their way back, can't find anything. They spend another night. Terrifying. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've had no water. They've had no food. It's day three now. And I'm sure it's very hot during the day and cold at night. So, so the temperature yeah. influxes are. So she, according to the the one article I found that was just like a paragraph long, she was in a, it was the 70s. She was in a halter top and like some bell-bottom jeans and some hiking boots. Oh, honey. Okay. That's not good. But she looked good. She, she looked it. super cute. She okay. looked like adorable. She looked adorable and her dog thought so. Um, so at one point in the, like, the first week, there was a huge, you were right. The, the temperatures during the day were over 100. The temperatures at night dropped below 50. Mm. 
So being in a halter top in below 50 degrees, Not terrible. Fun. Being in Worst jeans, be, being in bell bottoms during the day. And she's a, like, they showed her in today, and she is a fair skinned, blonde haired lady. Oh, I like, feel I'm you, like, girl. I'm like, she's still you, girl. The whole time, I'm like, she's going to get skin cancer. There's yes. so much sun. So much sun. So much sun. And you know, back in the 70s, they didn't have SPF oh anything. Oh, my God. Um, well, she didn't have it anyway because she was obviously stranded right, without right. anything. But even if they, she did have her pack, I know she, she wouldn't, wouldn't have, have SPF. SPF. Anyway, so she is kind of losing her mind. Now she's starting to lose hope that anyone's ever going to find her. One night, there's a huge thunderstorm, which is terrifying because, like, she's alone in this canyon without anything. So she builds herself a shelter, which I thought was pretty smart. Between two boulders, she put like branches on top mm-hmm. of it. And she said it wasn't perfect. There was still, she was still getting rained on a little bit, but it wasn't what she was. But when she was sitting there after a while, she heard a a, uh, a, a rustling in the bushes next to where her little Coco. thing was. And it wasn't Coco. Coco. <laughs> and then she heard the distinctive rattle of a rattlesnake. No. <laughs> so her and Coco jumped out of the, the, fortress that she had made which was yeah. really just sticks on some boulders and had to run and just sit like wait out this rainstorm in below 50 degree temperatures in a halter top um just oh, getting soaked awful yeah the worst so as this goes on and on so it's been like a week and she hasn't she hasn't really found water she doesn't have any food um so it's, she's wait, like it's been a week yeah about oh a my week God. so she's like Okay, like I'm gonna. Okay, maybe it hasn't been a full week. I think it's been like Long five enough, days. Whatever. But she has to like. She's a nurse, so she's like, okay, I, like I need to find water, like plentiful water that I can mm-hmm. drink. So she's walking, walking, and she's, she's like, where's that waterfall at? <laughs> Where the fuck's the water? <laughs> that waterfall. Go? So she looks over at one point. She thinks she's seeing a mirage, um, because she sees dripping water mm-hmm. coming off of like a rock ledge, and so she starts walking towards it. And she gets there, and it is. Oh, it's water. I thought she was hallucinating. Okay, but it, but it, it was real, and it was, but it was dripping one drip at a time. Oh, so it wasn't like plentiful water, right? But, but it, it was, was water. water. So she didn't have her pack with her, obviously. So she went digging in her purse, which she still did have with her. Okay, she found a, a cell phone. <laughs> yes, no. in 1975, <laughs> the largest cell phone on earth. Uh, no, she found um, a sunglasses case oh. that was plastic. So she set it out on a rock to like collect the rain, Smart. like or not okay. rainwater, whatever this fresh water yeah. was coming from this rock. It took about an hour to collect a cup. That would be eight fluid ounces, mm. everyone, mm-hmm. which is not a lot. Mm-mm. And she was there with her dog, so it they was like share. he had to share it. So, um, what she would do for the next like week or so is she that was like her home base, and she would have her little sunglass case and she would collect water and she would like get hydrated and then um she would go out probably like hike about an hour out to see if she could find anything or anyone Mm -hmm. and then she would get too thirsty and she would have to like come back to the home base and get more water that's got to be a scary thought knowing that you're having routine like Mm -hmm. you've been there long enough that now you have a routine of things that you're doing and here's the scary part too is she realizes as she's sitting there that she's not due back at work until a certain date so and she no just gonna and know. she just sent postcards saying that she was doing great and was having a great time on her trip. Oh, and so she's like, no, no one's, one's gonna even know for, yeah. for three weeks oh. that she's missing. No one will know for three weeks that she's missing. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. 
So she's like really desperate. So again, she just, she continues this for like a week where she's like, goes out an hour, can't find anything, comes back, gets water, goes out for an hour, can't find anything, comes back, gets water. Um, at one point they come back to their campsite and the water, the little sunglass case is full of water and Coco runs up to it and spills it. Coco. And she yells at Coco. Oh. And Coco runs away. Coco's like, bye, bitch. <laughs> bye, bitch. You've been taking too long anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll find my own way back. <laughs> so Coco runs away and she keeps thinking like she'll come back. Like, you know, she's, she called for her and she didn't come back. So oh. now she's like literally alone in the Grand Canyon with, with no, no water, with no one or nothing yeah. to keep her company. So she's kind of freaking out. And at this point, she still hasn't really eaten. Mm. So it's been about two weeks out there. She's been drinking water from the drippy. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it, the drippy rock. And she's had zero food. So her body is like eating itself because mm-hmm. it already ate all of her fat stores. So now it's just like digesting its own muscle and stuff to stay alive. Mm. And she said she felt weak constantly. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I don't eat for like a day. And I'm like, shit. A day? If we skip a meal, I'm nappy. <laughs> well, she said it was different. She said the not eating, like skipping a meal and being hungry, like that gnawing feeling. She's mm-hmm. like, it's beyond that. It's, oh she's like, I, I can't describe what it and is. And I bet you there wasn't like a lot of vegetation around because you're in the desert. No, so it's I not did like find there's like berries. In the, and... in the little paragraph I found, it did say that sometimes she tried to eat like cactus, mm-hmm. cacti. Yeah, but... but like, what the fuck? Like, that's. What do you, I mean, I don't know. I don't no. feel like there's a lot of sustenance there, uh-uh. but like literally there were no animals. There were no bugs. There was no, like nothing to eat. It was dirt and rocks yeah. and the drippy. No, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's maybe a good thing Coco ran away. Maybe. Because I mean, eventually you have to make decisions that. Yeah. You know. I mean, otherwise she might've had to eat her dog. Yeah. Is that Which would saying? be very traumatizing. Well, she didn't have to eat good. her dog. So. Uh, what happens at this point is she, um, she decides, oh, I know what happens. I forgot. <laughs> you guys, I'm doing this off straight memory. So go You're with doing me. doing such a good job. Okay. So she leaves and she's doing like her hour long walk and she finds an empty vodka bottle. <gasps> oh. And guess what she's going to do with that? Fill it with water. She's going to fucking fill it with water. <laughs> She was so excited. No more sunglass case. No more sunglass case. And it took her, she said, like two days to fill it because of the drip mm. was, the drippy was very slow. Mm-hmm. It ain't no fountain. No. <laughs> so she fills up her vodka bottle and vodka bottles. I mean, I'm assuming it had to be like a, a fairly big one. Yeah. And she puts it in her purse and she's like, now I can leave and I can go like Look I can. For, yeah. Yes. So she leaves and she walks for, I think it was like two days, three days. Wow. She's walking. So it's now been over two weeks. She gets to a point and she's like, I feel like I got to climb up higher to see what's going on. Yeah. Because she's kind of down on the bot, like the uh-huh. floor of the canyon. So she climbs up these rocks and she gets to the top and it's very disturbing because she still sees nothing. Mm. It was basically like the same as being on the same floor scenery, of the canyon. Yeah. She just saw a lot of rocks and not much else. But then she sees a herd of wild horses. Oh, and jump she, on one of those horses. <laughs> well, she said that was one thought that crossed her mind, but she was like, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah. The, They're not going to let you ride them. But she was like, if there's horses here, there's water somewhere yes. around here. Yes. And 
uh, when she was climbing up those rocks, I forgot to mention the most dramatic part. <laughs> Backtrack. She was climbing up these rocks to see if she could get a better look at things. And as she was climbing, her purse opened up and the vodka bottle with water fell <gasps> out and broke and shattered. Oh, shit. Worse luck. Oh, my God. Okay, so that happened. Then she gets to the top, sees nothing, and is like, fuck. I'm and fucked. then she sees horses. Then she sees these wild horses and she's like, okay, if there's horses, there's I mean, water. someone was looking after her, that's for sure. There's got to be water. Yeah. So she tries to follow the horses, but they're very, I mean, she can't get within like a hundred feet And they're fast. Right. Yeah. So, but she does get to a point where she finds a, a big pool of water. Oh. It is full of weird bugs swimming in it. Oh boy. But she's like, I gotta, yeah. gotta do it. And I was like, no, what if you get like a stomach disease or a yeah. flesh She's like, I'll deal a, with that when I get rescued. A brain amoeba. Yeah. Okay. So she drinks this water that looks nasty. Yeah. She said it tasted bitter, but she was like, cool, cool, cool. Whatever. Like she was so thirsty. Bring she didn't it. give a shit. Yeah. She's like, it was wet. So I liked it. <laughs> so um, she starts walking some more, um, but she doesn't have anything to put water in. So she's just kind of like at this point, I'm, I'm either going to die or I'm not. And the one thing she did say is she thought maybe I can just go to sleep and I'll just die in my sleep oh. and that would be better. Yeah. But she was 25 years old at this point. So like, that's a sad thought. At that is a sad, yeah. Um, so she's at this point, the hunger was getting intense. unbearable. Yeah. I think it was like, she'd been out there 18 days. Oh my God. So she had her journal in her purse. And so she started, she would start writing menus. Hmm. Like she would sit there and like hallucinate about like, steak and au gratin potatoes mm. and salad with Italian dressing and cheese and croutons. And then why? Like, I was like, you're making me hungry, girl. Like and buttery biscuits from Red Lobster. Oh, fuck yes. So she was like getting into it mm-hmm. and hallucinating until like she was like seeing visions of like waiters and like food <laughs> and like all this stuff. And that's when she decided she was just going to lay down Aww. and die. She was like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm just going to get I up. can't do yeah. this. So um, on the 20th day that she was stuck in the Grand Canyon without food and with very little water, um, the, so her parents had figured out at this point, but not until about day 18 that mm-hmm. she was missing because she didn't show up to work. Okay. So now her parents like alert authorities. Yeah. And so they have like helicopters circling and stuff like that, which she heard, but they couldn't see her. Um, and so she, that's why she was just like, I'm just going to die. I'm just mm-hmm. going to lay down right here and I'm going to die. Um, remember how I told you there was an Indian reservation and that's where the waterfalls were? Yeah. Well, they heard about the missing girl and they used Native American tracking skills that they had learned to track and hunt, you know, food sources yeah. and things like that uh, to track her footprints through the canyon. And on the 20th day, four Native American men from Aww. the reservation found her oh, laying down like sh- laying down trying to die oh my and god and they picked her up and they brought her back to the reservation uh it turns out if she had turned the other way at that one first fork she would have hit the reservation she turned left she should have turned left not right yeah uh when she gets there her brother and sister-in-law are there because they were so worried and they were trying to find her in the canyon mm-hmm. and they turned the right way which is left and found the reservation and they need to fix their markings. Yeah. Get it together, Grand Canyon. I mean, this was 1975. Right. Um, and They're lucky there was a sign. When she got there. Coco was there. Coco Gin was also oh. there. Coco Gin had found Coco's like, yeah, her own it was way. easy. Yeah. Like, Coco just, Gin had found her You should have followed way. me the whole time. No. She found her way mostly there. And then the uh, the 
uh, Native American people had found her and brought her back. Okay. So, but she had a collar and everything on, so they knew, like, she belonged to someone. Yeah. So once they heard that this woman was missing, they put two and two together. So it was, like, a big reunion. Uh, She, when she was talking about it, she was saying, like, yeah, I... I made a lot of dumb mistakes. Like, who leaves their pack and, like, their food and their water? She's like, but I'm just so thankful that I survived that long and was able to make smart choices to That's get myself out of there. Yeah. And um, I say, girl, Linda, you get do it. you. You do you. And just the cold alone at night. Oof. I mean. In a, in a halter top? Come on. I'd be like, uncle, I'm done. Like, night one, I would have I been like, I'm done. Nope. Goodbye. Cold. Yeah, so she made it, and I think you know how I would have been. I would have been like over a hundred during the day. No, no, no. I'm sweating. You would have walked one foot on the trail and been like, nope. I mean, let's be honest. I wouldn't have walked any foot on any trail. Let's be honest. You would have stayed in the in the um, little cabin shop. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you write let's out shop the postcards and then you would mail them and yeah, then go I'm on, be your on way. my way. Yeah, yeah. I took a luxury train to the Grand Canyon when I visited. It was very of fancy. Of course, it was a luxury train. It was Not, the fanciest. You didn't backpack anything. No. I walked along the edge of the Grand Canyon and said, that's big. That sounds terrifying. What? The edge? Yeah. There were goats and they were like coming up oh. like the sheer sides. I was like, Jesus. No. Yeah, so no. I don't know. Anyway, Linda, you are an amazing woman and congrats on living 20 I days. I wonder where she is now. I don't She's know. probably a nurse somewhere yeah. fancy and like. This was the, um, what did I get this from? I Shouldn't Be Alive was the name of the show. And I Ooh, saw it on YouTube. That's a good one. Yeah, I saw it on YouTube. And uh, I just, 20 days. God, bless America. I thought you were going to end it like a week. Oh, no. 20 days is like that's intense. Almost three weeks. Yeah. Mm-mm. Math. 21 days, right? Yeah. three. Okay. All right. Kenny, what's your weird news? Okay. So scientists are creating mini brains and labs and are now worried about what? The mini brains are for like breakthroughs in medicine and whatnot. Oh. Just so you know. They're not just like trying to clone people. Okay. And are now worried that maybe the brains are creating new diseases. Okay. Okay. Jenny? That the brains are going to get a mind of their own. <laughs> Jenny's right. And break out? Oh. No, she's. they're worried that break out. the mini brains <laughs> are becoming sentient and can think and feel are in an in expecting endless horror with the conscious existence but no body. <gasps> that's awful oh my god what i was right there's no proof of it right now right but the risk it might be too great to continue they said right now the brain they said is about the power of like a recently born baby but i don't know i feel like you wouldn't have endless horror if you've never experienced a body right you wouldn't know any or can't see no you wouldn't know any different you'd be like this is how life is yeah it's just like similar to how like black void yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's But that's very weird. interesting. Where is this happening? It is happening in... You say the United States. I'm going to say Trump's in charge of this. I have no idea. Oh, Chicago. Like it's like an arrow. Oh, I was going to say like Christ. Arizona or something for some reason. Because of like, the voodoo-ness? Yeah, I don't, or New Mexico. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or like somewhere in the what? How do you make a fake brain? I have no idea. It's like for them to discover more about the brain so they can understand it better. Couldn't they just Which use great. cadaver brains? I well, feel like they want to see how it grows, yeah. maybe. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I think it's... Gr- Listen, we need that research, but don't let it take over the world. 
Oh They're God. researching conditions like schizophrenia oh. and autism. Oh, so. okay. I'm I'm all for that. I just that is creepy as all get out. Like in my head, I'm imagining like little miniature brains, and they're just like, "Help me, get me out! I'm trapped." You know what? If they're really worried about it, they should just put those little brains inside of dolls. Even creepier. So you have That'd a full really blown, creepy. so you have a full blown Chucky movie, basically. Yeah, just it's near Halloween. Just chuck you up. I mean, and then they attack the lab because they've been stuck in there for years. Yeah, and, yeah. and then he gets married, and then it's the bride of Chucky. It's basically the whole series. It's basically Chucky. Okay, from the eighties. Great. <laughs> Happy Halloween, us. people. Happy Halloween. Oh, and I have a write-in story for next week. Oh, I'll, I'll do it next week. Ooh, okay. I can't bring it with me. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, you guys, make sure that you rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. and uh, Or you can give us reviews anywhere you like, but Apple Podcasts helps the most. Yes. And uh, you can find us on SipSurvivorPete.com where you can become a Patreon or buy any of our merch. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's Jenny from Sip Survive Repeat, and we love our listeners, but we want to get some more ratings and reviews. So if you guys could log on to Apple Podcasts and then give us a rating and a review, we'll send you a sticker. All you need to do is send us a screenshot of your rating and your review to either our email, sipsurviverepeat at gmail.com, or direct message us, or DM us as the kids like to say, on any social media. So all you have to do again is rate and review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of that and send it to us at one of the channels I just mentioned. And we'll send you a Sip, Survive, Repeat sticker. And it's big, you guys. Size of your hand at least. So again, send it to us and we'll see you soon.